0: It's time now for Igniting Change, a weekly provocative and empowering program where you, the listener, can ignite change. Now here's your host, Barbara Arnwine.
1: Uh, good afternoon, everyone in the greater Washington, D.C. area. Are you staying safe? Oh, we want to make sure you're doing that. Don't forget. You're stay at home if you're not doing essential business. Be careful. If you have a face mask, please wear it. Uh, just be careful. Whatever you're doing out there, be sure to wear your gloves. You must go outside. It is time for us all to be safe. That's the most important thing. Hi to all our listeners throughout the country. Yes, we're all under this. COVID-19 threat and it is important for us to understand it is that and that the only way we stay healthy in these times is to practice our best protocols and that means washing those hands leaving those shoes if you've been in a store somewhere leaving your shoes at the door and spraying them and disinfecting them before you bring them into the house it means you know, wearing clothes that you can wash if you have to go outside. Uh, you know, don't be wearing your wools. You know, wear things that are washable. Uh, just be careful, everyone. You know, drop your vitamin C every day so that you keep your health up. Uh, just be careful. If you get a fever, if you start showing that dry cough, shortness of breath, you must seek medical help. with that said, oh, what an opening, huh? These are different times, but thank God that we all are able to listen to the show today. And I want to remind people that our show is about you. It's about what you can do, how you get your best activism on. I also want to remind you that In this time, while we're all, so many of us are sitting home, take time not only to love on your family, not only to love on your loved ones, but take time to do your census. Have you completed your census? I have. I went online and did my questionnaire. If you can't Get online, of course, you'll seek to get the written uh, form or ask for someone to come uh, to help you fill it out. Nevertheless, make sure that you do your census uh, because this is the time to get it done. We want to make sure that in 2020 we count, not only at the polling place, but with the census. So make sure you count by doing your census. If you have any questions, need, you know, any assistance, be sure to go to census.gov and get your help. All right, now, uh, we have a great show for you today because we're talking about the big topics of our time, and we're talking about something that very few people have been really examining, and that is the urgent need to address the difficulties of vote by mail. Everybody's saying, oh, we're going to solve the, you know, the voting problem that confounded the states uh, with the primaries by switching to vote by mail. But is that a solution or is it a problem? And if it's a problem, what can we do about it? How do we make it better? How do we make sure that there's not major voter disenfranchisement by vulnerable communities trying to participate? in Vote by Mail. So we have some great guests with us today. We have uh, the wonderful, amazing uh, national uh, spokesperson, investigative journalist, uh, one of the nation's top documentary producers, uh, authors. He is just an amazing force in fighting voter suppression, an amazing force litigating against states all over this country to hold them accountable. He is none other than Greg Pallis. Hey, Greg. Okay, well, Mr. Greg uh, Pallis hasn't joined us yet. Uh, Hopefully he's on the West Coast. Hopefully he will join us very, very soon. I, uh, I also understand that our wonderful guests, Daryl Jones, that everybody knows, he is the president of the. He is actually the chair of the board for the Transformative Justice Coalition, and one of our nation's top attorneys. He has been, you know, just a powerful, powerful force uh, in advocating for voter justice, and has uh, been one of our leaders. Nationally, and we are so grateful that he has been able to join us. Hey, Daryl. Hey,
2: Barbara. It's great joining you today.
1: Thank you for joining us. Well, why don't we get underway? You know, by the way, Daryl, you know, you heard me talking to people about that census. Uh, you know, and a lot of people are making the mistake of uh, not uh, completing their census. And what do we need to uh, say to people about completing their census.
2: Oh, it it is, is so extremely important that people uh, the census. The census is one of the tools is actually the primary tool that is used to determine uh, funding for various jurisdictions, the, the states, the localities, uh, as well as to determine representation within uh, uh, within Congress and the number of members of Congress uh, that uh, that particular areas areas receive. So, uh, completing that census uh, is, is essentially important, particularly for funding purposes, for community uh, projects, for, for uh, all those types of uh, issues that involve uh, the welfare, the social welfare of the community. So completing the census uh, is the tool that the federal government uses to determine the amount of funding that uh, those individual states and areas should receive. So I encourage everyone uh, to to certainly uh, complete the census and fill it out uh, fully.
1: And, you know, Daryl um one thing people have been missing is that in the midst of this uh, COVID crisis, the Supreme Court, you know, has closed down as has had so many other, you know, businesses uh, and of course their you know, governmental functions have reduced, you know, their staffing so much. Um, but a lot of people have missed the fact that there's been some critical cases that the court issued uh, in the last two weeks. And I wanted to have you talk about that because when we talk about the vote, nothing's more important than judges, than the federal courts. And these cases remind us of that criticality because when you're thinking about president, voting for president, when you're thinking about voting for Senate, you gotta be thinking about courts and judges. Daryl, tell us about
2: some of those cases. Yeah, and, and Barbara, just sort of to underscore uh, what you've just stated, uh, it is the President uh, of the United States that appoints members of the Supreme Court with the advice and the consent of the Senate. And one of the reasons that uh, those positions uh, on the Supreme Court are so important is because those are lifetime appointments. And once a person is appointed to the Supreme Court, they will have the ability to shape the course, the legal course uh, of the uh, of our country, uh, so long as they are in that position, and particularly uh, in a majority. So, one of the things that happened uh, this past term, uh, approximately uh, about a week, I guess so, uh, or so ago, uh, was the was a case in Kansas uh, that uh, that brought to issue the insanity defense and whether or not the insanity defense in the United States should still remain in place. Uh, the insanity defense is one of those defenses that, you know, is uh, has been around what seems like forever in the United States. But the United States Supreme Court in this Kansas case uh, actually uh, gave states the ability to decide whether or not the insanity defense is a defense that should be used. In essence, what they uh, have decided is that uh, it is not necessary for a state to uh, have a finding that a person is legally insane and therefore not guilty of a crime, that, uh, that their Eighth Amendment rights and what we call the cruel and unusual punishment, that it would not be cruel and unusual to punish someone uh, who is insane of committing a crime, although they may not have appreciated the criminality of their act. That's the wow. essence of what that uh, case has done.
1: Wow, that's dangerous. I mean, that's you know been one of the fundamental principles of criminal law for quite a while, Daryl. That you know that if somebody does not really have culpability for their actions because of insanity, that they should be protected and not found guilty because they did not possess the ability to have a mental state of guiltiness. Isn't that bizarre?
2: That's extremely bizarre. What Kansas would tell you, and and the case is is, is Kaler, K-A-H-L-E-R, Kaler versus Kansas. What Kansas would tell you is that uh, they would argue and did argue before the Supreme Court that they did not remove the insanity defense. Uh, They just made it a mitigating factor in terms of sentencing, uh, meaning that uh, and when something is a, a mitigating fact in terms of sentencing, it's saying that, OK, we've had the trial. Uh, the trial is over. You have been found guilty. Now you can mm. try to use your insanity defense to try to keep you from being killed.
1: Wow. Uh, and for That's the sentencing
2: purposes, uh, you know. What prior to this Kansas case, what uh, what had transpired and what the analysis was, was that the insanity defense is what we call an affirmative defense. That is, you must affirmatively prove this. defense. Right. If you if the defendant could prove that they were uh, didn't have the ability to understand the criminality of their act at the time that it occurred, then that person would be found not guilty by reason of insanity. Uh, and and what Kansas is saying is, well, you know, we're not really removing that. Uh, they still have a chance to show that they uh, they were insane and they didn't understand, but they're going to be found guilty, and if they don't prove it, we're going to kill them. Uh, and, oh, and that's, my goodness. That's yeah, horrible. Pretty much. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's really horrible because here's what – it all boils down to this in terms of the Kansas statute and the Kansas law. Kansas tried to argue that uh, – um, you know, they they hadn't done anything that wasn't in place already that, you know, look, you know, we, we just sort of moved around this uh, uh, this this insanity piece uh, rather than making an affirmative defense that, you know, you get you get uh, you don't get found guilty or found not guilty. We, we've just moved it into the trial phase. And if you prove it in the trial phase, nothing really changes other than perhaps. Um, uh, you may not, uh, you know, it can, it can mitigate uh, what happens. And, and that makes absolutely no sense. It makes no sense because uh, what happens in a general criminal case is that the prosecutor in that case is charged with the responsibility of meeting every element of, of the offense, of showing and proving every element of offense uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. What Kansas is doing here is it's simply making the insanity defense uh, something that uh, they have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. So it, it, it's no right. different than what every other person would be receiving. It is not the affirmative defense that is the what I call the, really the bedrock of our Constitution in dealing with the yeah. Eighth, Eighth Amendment and cruel and unusual punishment.
1: Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. And, you know, when we come back, uh, we will, uh, you know, return, you know, to this subject. And thank you for, you know, really going through this. Because most people don't know about criminal law and about our protections under the Constitution. And thank you for being one of our nation's leading lawyers working on criminal law. When we come back, we're going to return to our subject, which is the urgent need to address the difficulties of by mail. We'll be joined by Greg Palace. I can't wait for us to talk about this, and thank you so much Daryl Jones for giving us that insight into what the Supreme Court has been up to. We'll be right back. Don't you dare touch that dial. It is Igniting Chainsaw. (laughs) God.
2: Talk Station.
0: This WOL Traffic and Weather Update is sponsored by Positive Coaching Alliance. Southbound on DC 295, rough pavement in the left lane. It's been milled in the middle of the repaving project there. And on Southbound Interstate 295 on the ramp to go north on North Capitol Street, there was some construction work. On the inner loop of the Bellway, Southbound 95 and 495, after Route 4, Pennsylvania Avenue, the construction zone has one left lane closed now, and those delays have eased up there. Questions about youth or high school sports, Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at PositiveCoach.org. Now your WOL weather forecast for today. Mostly cloudy could see a shower later on, a high near fifty-five, some clouds and rain overnight down to forty-two, cloudy day tomorrow, with a chance of rain and a high near fifty-six. Steve Firsthorn for News Talk fourteen fifty AM WOL, where information is power.
1: All right now, welcome back to Igniting Change with Barbara Arnwine. And I have two amazing guests today. We have the wonderful Greg Palace, who is one of our nation's leading, and I should say world's leading investigative reporters. He works with The Guardian USA. He's author and filmmaker of the book and film, The best democracy money can buy and let me be clear it's not the best democracy <laughs> the money's not buying a very good one so we're going to talk about that and about the problems with our you know, our vote by mail uh, process that's being proposed as a panacea the awesome. difficulties that COVID-19 has caused. We're also joined by Daryl B. Jones Esquire who is the Transformative Justice Coalition Board Chair and A Hennold and Geisel, Charlotte partner and one of the leading lawyers in the country on issues of criminal justice, commercial law, etc. Well, we are turning to you, Greg Pallas. How are you?
3: Uh, Well, I'm in quarantine here in Los Angeles.
1: (laughs) It's driving a lot of us insane, isn't it? (laughs) Because we're not accustomed to having to spend all our time indoors, but it's a great time for us to really spend, you know, catching up, learning, uh, you know, advancing, you know, our our and enriching our lives in so many ways. I mean, I in fact it has made me just think about picking up a paintbrush. All right now and doing some actual painting. Uh so listen people, let's talk about uh you know what's going on with this whole vote by mail. COVID nineteen uh Greg, as you know has yes. cost eleven uh, states to reschedule their elections. Uh, there right. were scheduled to be held just in this month several more elections, and clearly not all of them will be held. Uh, some will be held, however, by what's called vote by mail, and there's been a whole storm of uh, fascination, or I would call it infatuation, uh, in the progressive community, with the notion of vote by mail, but there are pitfalls, right? So why don't we start off by talking about how has um, what you know what is vote by mail?
3: Well, um, the, the first thing that they don't tell you. Barbara, hey, look, we may have to vote by mail or we die. But so the, ah. the real issue, the real issue now is how do we protect our vote? And we, you know, when we talk yeah. about vote suppression, if you want to suppress the black vote, the minority vote, the young vote, the best way to do it is to go vote by mail. All the Whoa. postal people do not tell you is number one. According to the Elections Assistance Commission, 512,000 ballots were mailed in and rejected a half a million ballots. The chance your ballot will be rejected um, is if you are mailing your vote is about 284 percent higher. If you're African-American, about 300 percent higher if you're Hispanic um, and a similar number, if you are um, Asian-American, if you're young, Forget about it. Your chance of having your mail-in ballot count is about one fifth of the chance of a um, of someone over sixty-five having their ballot rejected. You have to understand how does this happen? I mean, what they're not telling you, for example, Senator Amy Klobuchar uh, has put in a bill to expand to make it easier to do mail-in voting. Let's all go mail-in voting. Or they're all going crazy about mail-in voting as if it's a, but in their world it's as simple as you know. A pick and lick, you know, you pick your candidate, you lick the envelope, you send it in. Well, Amy, in her own state and in Wisconsin, which is, you know, the key, key swing state for you to vote, you have to have a registered voter, a citizen um, witness your ballot. Six states require ballot witnessing. I went to the Wisconsin site. Now, how do you do this during a lockdown? You know, members of your family can't witness your ballot, right? So you have to have someone break the embargo, come into your home or otherwise meet them and touch the ballot that you and who knows who else has been handling. Um, And so people aren't going to do it. And it's very difficult. And younger people, um, others, this is going to be murder. Um, getting someone to, to uh, witness your ballot in Wisconsin or Amy Klobuchar's own state. So she has, she has points in her bill to protect the mail-in vote from Russian interference, as if Putin is going to start mailing in his ballot, okay? Instead, but they don't say anything about the requirements in Wisconsin, Minnesota, and four other states for a witness, which is just madness. And in some states, like Alabama, you have to have your ballot notarized, notarized, okay? Well, how do you get to a notary, which, by the way, is closed in most states, and, and it's, they cannot open, um, how do you get your mail-in ballot notarized? So there has been no attempt to overcome these impediments. And finally, the most important thing, now here's the big number. According to the MIT Caltech study called um, Lost Mail-In Votes, According to the MIT study, uh, excuse me, it's called Losing Votes by Mail. According to the MIT study, 22% of all mail-in votes are lost, 22%, one out of five ballots. And if it were random, that we can live with that, but it's not. According to MIT and all the other studies that I've seen, including the Congressional Research Service, has you're talking about um, three to 10 times more likely that minority and young voters will lose their vote by mail-in. And one of the biggest reasons, by the way, Barbara, one of the biggest single reasons is that if you don't get your ballot, if it's not mailed to you, you can't mail it back. That's pretty simple. Well, guess what? In the state of Ohio, they refused to send out 1,039,000 requests for mail-in ballots because first you have to get a card. You have to fill in the card, return the card, then get the ballot in time, return the ballot in time. And they simply refused to send out 1,000,000 requests for absentee ballots for people who um, are on the, their so-called inactive list. You didn't vote in a couple of elections, according to them. And that list, by the way, is at least 20% wrong in most states. I just went through, and then the other thing is we've had mass purges, 17 million people, 17 million. According to the EAC, uh, which is the Elections Assistance Commission, which is often quoted by the Brennan Center, 17 million people have been purged from the voter rolls. Most of those have no idea that that's happened in the past two years, and they will not get their ballot. If they request it, they won't get it. So this is a massive, massive problem. I'm not saying... Don't vote by mail because we may have no choice. But I'm telling you right now, you better figure out how to protect your vote. And it's really aimed at the minority vote. And one of the things that right at this moment as we speak, Barbara, then I'll turn it back to you. I'm on a roll here. I'm sorry. But Wisconsin, the new Democratic governor, has taken the reluctant position that they should take the April 7th primary. That's, you know, it's just in a week. And the Republicans won't delay it. They would rather have people stand in line and die, so they can go ahead with their election on April seventh. That's the Republican Party, and you're saying, why is the Republican Party so concerned about going ahead with the Democratic primary? The answer is in Wisconsin, the Democratic there's a Democratic presidential primary, but that's kind of like closed out with no students in Wisconsin all sent home. You know, Bernie's out of the race. What the Republicans care about is that while it's a primary for the Democrat, it is the general election for the Wisconsin State Supreme Court, which is right now controlled by a bunch of Republican hacks. And the Democrats are trying to put in real justice.
1: Remember, Greg, 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 remember our show is nonpartisan. But I don't. I oh, am you You're, you're to... expressing your you're expressing your opinion, uh, but it's very important for people to realize that our show is neither democratic nor republican. Uh, but you're just expressing who's doing what, right?
3: Exactly. Now this is very important because, frankly, I actually am quite nonpartisan through to the core as an investigative reporter, uh, you know, working uh, with the guardian and others. And many people have seen my film or book, the best democracy money can buy. I go after all parties, believe me. And <laughs> believe me. And, and the other thing is, but here in Wisconsin, the issue is who controls the Supreme court of Wisconsin, and that will be on the ballot. And so the okay. Republicans in the rural areas, people are still able to go to polling stations, and early voting, and and have plenty of social distancing. But in Milwaukee, they not only – people are scared to line up at the polls. They had three early polling stations for the entire city of Milwaukee. So people did not come out because they they would have to stand in line for an hour, you know, right next to other people. So people aren't crazy. They don't want to endanger themselves. Plus – get enough poll workers to open the polls because, you know, most poll workers in America, 75% are 60 plus, and you can't You know, they shouldn't even be poll workers. So they couldn't even get people to man the polls. There's supposed to be 180 polling stations in Milwaukee. They can't do that. So the governor has reluctantly said, if we have no other choice, let's go to all mail, but send every voter a ballot. And this is the big issue I'm talking about, which Amy Klobuchar's bill does not touch. You have to get a ballot to vote. And and as you know, Barbara, students... Renters, low-income people move around all the time just down the street, even within their building. How do they get their ballots? So this is a dangerous, dangerous thing to go to. Um, and, 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 vote. and absolutely. And when we come back
1: from the break, we're going to have a more interactive exchange uh, where we can talk more about these barriers, But mostly also how do we overcome them? Uh, because, you know, people are going to be absolutely. using uh, vote by mail and we absolutely must know how we can make this work the best so that we don't have your estimated 25 million people blocked from voting. Because of vote by mail. So that's going to be very important. And also I'm going to ask Daryl Jones to help uh, discuss the type of organizing. We're going to be in the states to confront this problem. We'll be right back. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's Igniting Change time.
2: News Talk Station. Here's the latest from NewsOne.com, brought to you in part by Compassion International. You can change the world for a child in extreme poverty through Compassion International. Just text CHILD to 833-9393 to find out how there are now more than 3400 confirmed coronavirus cases in dc maryland and virginia dc has nearly 500 cases maryland has 1600 and virginia more than 1200 in the region 53 people have died from covid 19 complications including nine in the district 17 in maryland and 27 in virginia dc joining maryland and virginia by instituting a stay-at-home order for residents in an attempt to stop the spread of the virus the mayor's order takes place at 12.01 a.m. tomorrow. News brought to you in part by the TJ Martell Foundation, the TJ Martell Foundation. Music's Promise for a Cure. To learn more, visit tjmartell.org. That's tjmartell.org. I'm Rick Hoschel. When you're looking for news for Black America, go to newsone.com.
1: All right, now, welcome back to Igniting Change, where we are talking about this whole movement. To vote by mail because of COVID-19. And we're talking about how, even though that sounds good, how it's actually a problem for many, many, many voters. And what can we do about it? And I want to make sure that you, the listener. You just heard some of those stats about what's going on with COVID-19. Remember to be safe. Remember, I also have been telling you, please, please, please take this time while you're at home to complete your census. This is the best time to talk to family members, to get them to help you if you don't know how to do it, or if it's online and you need help to have the young people who you know to help walk you through it. Let's get our census Done. Also, I want to remind, I want to be sure people know that on this Friday, April 3rd at 3 o'clock p.m., we're going to be doing a Twitter town hall, a Twitter storm. Go to PJC underscore DC, and you're going to find our message. Also, you can find them on I- participating, you're going to be able to find my information. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You're going to be able to find my information at Barbara, you know, at Barb73, on Twitter at Barb73. Uh, so let's make that a very successful and wonderful Twitter And on April 6th at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, all these are Eastern times. we will be hosting a teletown hall that will be live streamed on Facebook. Go to tjcoalition.org for more information, tjcoalition.org, or votingrightsalliance.org for more information. And, of course, I'll be posting about it on my Twitter. Okay, so Daryl. Uh, we just have heard from Ben the real serious concerns but didn't Congress just pass uh, 400 million dollars in something called the cares Act to address uh, elections uh, tell people what did they do
2: yeah Congress did uh, recently when they passed the stimulus package which was some four trillion dollars there was 400 million. Uh, that was uh, set aside or directed for uh, what we will call um, vote by mail and accessing people to the ballot to encourage states to give states the opportunity to apply for these funds and utilize these funds to uh, to reach uh, to structure uh, and reach out to individual citizens within the states to encourage them to vote by mail and to be able to uh, uh, make them. Feel somewhat comfortable in being able to uh, elect and use their right to vote uh, uh, in their in their individual states. So that's what the uh, that's what uh, the CARES Act actually did is it did lay that out, and there were certain uh, functions that went along with that. Some five factors that that went into that as well. But one of the things that it does also uh, do from that CARES Act is it it puts the onus on the states to request those funds uh, and whether or not they want to utilize those funds uh, to do the vote by mail and to reach out to people and to expand uh, the voting base and, and expand the availability of people's opportunity to vote. Whether that is vote by mail. Or if you're dealing with uh, any type of same-day registration, uh, any type of uh, anything uh, in terms of making it a easier an absentee ballots, easier for individuals to be able to vote. Uh, that's what the focus of, uh, of, that, uh, of that CARES package and the funding portion of it did. The question then becomes whether or not the states will utilize it. The states are not required to ask for those funds to make those services available to their constituents. Uh, and to their citizens, they're not required to do it. It's up to them if they want to do it. Uh, they could go along with business as usual uh, and I believe what the one of the things that Greg Pellis was indicating is that a lot of people are going to be uh, afraid to go out to cast the vote vote in person and so one of the things that the uh, that the cares package and what the Congress did was for those people that are, are afraid this is enabling some funding to try to get to them to get them to calm down to give them access to the ballot in ways that are uh, safe to their health for whatever reason whether it's a their disability their seniors whatever that may be uh, it, it uh, provides that type of access for them
1: thank you and i want people to be very clear the five uh part factors is that this uh stimulus uh 9400 million uh, Daryl uh, Jones, Attorney Jones, has been talking about uh, allows for vote by mail, which Greg has just been talking about for about expanding and making that possible. It allows for expanding early voting and allows for expanding online voter registration, and it allows for more polling sites because they know that that if you're going to have in-person voting even in November, you've got to make sure people are spread out, and it allows for more poll workers. And I want some of you who are listening to say to yourself, I need to be a poll worker. Uh, I need to get involved, and hopefully, you know, if there are, you know, open polling sites, and there will be uh, in November, uh, that you can be the difference here. So, Greg. Let's get back to it. Okay, let's get back to this issue of vote by mail exclusively. What should people be doing, advocates? What should people in the legislatures in their states be doing to remove barriers to vote by mail, I mean, to removing the barriers that are created by vote by mail. What are some of the things that we should all be advocating for right now? Instead of just saying, oh, yes, let them vote by mail, we need to be saying, no, if we're going to have vote by mail, we need to have the following. What are those things?
3: Okay, so number one, we have to get rid of any requirement by six states or eight states that you have a witness or that you actually have to have the ballot notarized. If 40 states in America can do without witnesses and notarization, why can't these 10 who make it ridiculously difficult – Vote and and even break the quarantine to be able to vote that should come to an end. So no witness requirement, no notarization requirement. By the way, those requirements are simply to stop voter impersonation fraud. And there are literally four cases in the past decade out of a billion votes cast of voter impersonation fraud and they were not mail in ballots okay so it's ridiculous it's to stop a fraud that doesn't happen so no no witness no and then in addition some states like like Wisconsin and others Require voters to mail in a photocopy of their ID. Now, understand, Kinkos is closed, my friends, and if you don't have a printer, <laughs> etc., you have to know this. You have to have, and you have to write ID. And guess what? Again, going back to the key swing state of Wisconsin, is that um, you know they have uh, 182,000 students in the University of Wisconsin system. Their voter ID. You have to have a photo state ID to vote in Wisconsin, but the University of Wisconsin photo state ID does not qualify for voting. They say, well, that's fine. A student can simply go into their um, dean of students and get the voting ID. Well, guess what? The schools are closed. So, number one, the idea is ridiculous that you should have to. We all know, we've discussed endlessly on your show, that voter ID is just obviously an, another new Jim Crow tactic because we don't have people impersonating others. So, no vote, you don't, there should be no requirement in any state to mail in a, an ID or a copy of an ID. If people sign a ballot under penalty of perjury, And they lie about it. That's five years in prison. That's why people don't. One of the reasons people don't do it. Yeah. American. Yeah. So ridiculous. So no ID, no uh, witness, no notarization. third thing is that no one should be denied a ballot because they are on the so-called inactive list. According to, as you know, in fact, you're the one who showed it to me, Barbara, the National Voter Registration Act of 93 says you can't lose your vote. For not voting, it's called the failure to vote clause, and yet they are deliberately violating this law in, uh, in Ohio and a lot of other states by saying, and Georgia has announced they're going to do the same thing, that if you're on the inactive list, you don't get a ballot even if you requested it. Uh, so now that's, those are some of the things. So you have to get a ballot. No one should be denied a ballot because they're on an inactive list. No one who's been supposedly purged in the last two years should be denied a ballot. And those are the things that we should put in the law to begin with. The other thing is eliminate things like exact signature match. In other words, we have this crazy business in, in uh, half the states, about half, where they, when you send in your mail-in ballot, they check your signature against your registration signature. And some partisan official – says, oh, that matches or that doesn't match. It, match. So wait
1: a minute, Greg. It's not, yeah. Greg, it's not even that they're partisan. They're not trained to know what, how to match signatures. These are not professionally trained people. It's like anybody coming off the street literally uh,
3: matching signatures, right? Well, and, and there's something else to it. Again, I go back to why do we have this signature match? The idea right. is to prevent someone from stealing your ballot, filling it out, and signing your name on it, So, and then they get steal a vote. Well, this has been tested, tested, tested so many times by, like, Professor Lorraine Manitti of Rutgers and others. We don't have people doing that. It is so rare. And by the way, the people that do that do get caught, the couple in the last decade. That's it. It's like a couple in a decade. And believe me, if you have, even with the signature match game, the people that are doing this type Look, of stealing, the very, yeah. very, rare cases, they know how to sign. They know how to forge a signature. Yeah. It's, it's simple okay, It's a easy. So,
1: crazy so exact math is one of the things we want to get rid of. What are some other things that we want to make sure policy-wise is changed?
3: Postage. Okay. In half the state. All right. You have to put a stamp on it now. I will say Amy Klobuchar's bill does say that it has to be a postage. Yeah, but, her bill, but her
1: bill is just a proposal; it's not law yet. Yeah. Uh, so right at this point, none of that's law. So let's talk about what the law is currently. So we have states currently that require you to put postage on, and they don't provide free postage.
3: Is that what you're saying? It's number one, and it's not just that, that people say, well, first of all, you have to now go out and get stamps. The, but yeah. here's the biggest How are
1: problem. How you going to
3: do that? We ha- mm-hmm. the biggest problem is that most states don't tell you that your typical ballot requires two stamps. So, for example, the state of Ohio, huh. you know, you've, tens of thousands of people lost their vote because there's a little square that says put in postage and with showing a place for, to put a stamp. Well, you have to put on two stamps. Because it's more than an ounce, most of these ballots, and people, you have over a hundred thousand Americans losing their votes because of postage due. It's insane. So we have all these impediments. So and then and then the so we have to have postage um, prepaid for returning the ballot. Half the states do do that, and so this money. That's been from the CARES um, package that was passed by Congress should be used first and foremost for postage paid return envelopes for all your um, mail-in ballots. Now, look, mail-in ballots are, are, as we said, the chance of you losing your ballot is at least three times higher if you're black, Hispanic um, or Asian-American. It's even worse if you're younger. We can avoid those things, number one, in law, but I'm going to tell you, Barbara, there's also things we personally can do to save our ballots and personally can do to save our families' and friends' ballots by letting them know what to do um, so that they don't lose their vote. And by the way, the very first thing is, please check your registration. Almost every state, except for Oklahoma, I think, at this point, almost every state has online voter registration you say, well, I'm already registered. I'm sorry. If you were listening earlier, 17 million people lost their vote through purges in the past two years. You may be one of them. When I was in Atlanta, Martin Luther King's cousin, Christine Jordan, 92 years old, voting at the same vote polling station for 50 years. I was there and filmed her when she was being bounced out because they said she wasn't on the voter roll. She'd been purged. Please check your registration online at either vote.org or your Secretary of State's office or your County Clerk's office. All those places have your registration. Make sure you're still registered with your proper address, proper name. That, so that's the number one thing because you can't get a ballot if you aren't registered. So and that's, that's so that's the true. Number one
1: thing. Yeah. And that's so, so true. We just want to remind people that you can register to vote. Now, today, you can register your entire family, everybody who is entitled to, use, 18 years old and is eligible to vote, should be registering. And you can do that also at vote. Dot org. You can just do it online. You can register today, right now. And it doesn't take more than a few minutes to do that. And so it's important that people register to vote, Vote. vote.org, and you can, as Greg was saying, check your voter registration. When we come back, we have other ideas uh, because there's other processes that can make vote by mail better and make it work For other communities, because we haven't talked about the problems it poses for Native Americans, uh, for the homeless. Uh, There's so many others where this vote by mail for people with disabilities is a real problem. So we will be right back. Don't you dare touch that dial. You know what time it is. It's called Igniting Things Time.
2: Your news talk
1: station.
0: Good afternoon, this WOL Traffic and Weather Update is sponsored by the Virginia Department of Health on I-295 at South Capitol Street. It was construction on the ramp to go north on South Capitol Street. The through lanes are open. Southbound DC-295, the left lane, very rough pavement after Eastern Avenue because of the ongoing paving operation. There, southbound Kenilworth Avenue after Eastern Avenue. It was road work with only the right lane getting by in delays on the BW Parkway as you leave Maryland heading in. Into the district. COVID 19 is spreading quickly across Virginia. We all need to do our parts to stop it. If you have to go out, stay six feet away from others at all times. Go to vdh.virginia.gov to learn more. Now, your WOL weather forecast for today cloudy, late day showers, highs in the mid 50s, down to 42 overnight tomorrow. Uh, kind of a cloudy, rainy day, 56 for a high. Steve warm for News Talk 1450 WOL, where information is power. <coughs>
1: Welcome back to Igniting Change. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our show today. We just want to make sure that if you're at home, make sure that you do the following. Use your time greatly. Make sure that you finish your census. Make sure that you do the census. Census Census.gov for more information. Get family members to help you. Get people you know to make sure that you get counted. 2020 is all about being counted. Uh, We also have, you know, want to make sure that people know that on this Friday, April 3rd at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, we're going to be having a Twitter storm in Town Hall, and you can follow the storm uh, at tjc underscore dc. You can also follow it at Voting Rights Matters at BRA Matters on Twitter, and you can follow it by following me at Barb's. Seventy three. You know I'm going to be talking about it and participating. We also, on Monday, April 6th at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be hosting a tele-town hall. And that's going to be live-streamed on Facebook. So be on the Outlook because we're going to be posting this information at tjcoalition.org. We're going to be posting it at votingrightsalliance.org. So let me go back. To our question, because we have two great guests with us. We have Attorney Daryl Jones, who is the chair of the board of the Transformative Justice Coalition, and we have the mighty, mighty, mighty Greg Pallet who is a renowned investigative reporter, author, documentarian. He is just amazing and one of the big voices out here educating people about voter suppression. And we're talking about vote by mail. Because so many people have been seduced by the idea or don't even pay attention to it and just think, oh, yeah, vote by mail and not realizing how suppressive, how onerous and how difficult using absentee ballots and vote by mail is in many of the states. And so I want to talk just for a minute about, you know, Daryl, you know, you have a favorite, um, you know, uh, point that you make all the time about it would be so much better if we had other forms also beyond you know vote by mail, beyond in person voting. Uh there's another form of in person voting that you like to talk about and that's curbside voting. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, the curbside voting, and, and, and thanks, Barbara, because that's one of the pieces that, uh, that I'm really big on. The curbside voting, uh, particularly with the uh, advent now uh, of the, of the uh, coronavirus, the curbside voting would, uh, would allow uh, individuals to remain in their vehicles and to pull up to a, a polling place and to be able to vote uh, from the curb and then continue on. Uh, it, it, it would address any of the social distancing issues that we currently have. Uh, it would address many of the issues that, uh, that, that Greg has raised with regards to access to the ballot, not worrying about postage and things along uh, those lines. Uh, the one piece that it does not address, uh, obviously, is uh, people that don't have access to transportation.
3: Uh, That would
2: be uh, that would be the biggest issue uh, that would be there. But I think that, you know, if we're not going to be able to have full uh, in-person voting, we have to come up with various methods, various ways in which we can try to maximize people's opportunity to exercise their right to vote. Uh, You know, in Baltimore City on April the 28th, uh, they are going to be having a special election to fill the seat Mm. of Congressman Elijah Cummings. That election, that special election for a member of Congress will be 100% vote by mail, 100%. Uh, And so when you start dealing with issues like that, you then start running into other issues. You start asking the questions with regards to, uh, that's a district that has uh, uh, quite a few homeless people that are there that have the right to vote. But the question is, how do they receive the mail to be able to do it? That's a district that has a lot of people that are uh, transient, going from place to place, from home to home. Where do they receive that information? It also raises the question with the coronavirus and all the moving. For instance, in Maryland, they've now moved the uh, primary deadline, the primary date, to June for the uh, for the regular
1: election. To June second, yeah.
2: To June the second. That's correct. It becomes a question then of people becoming aware of when are the registration deadlines. You know, uh, right. Am I meeting a deadline? What if I'm not registered to vote? If this is 100% vote by mail and I think I'm registered, how do I – I don't cast a provisional ballot. I don't receive anything. So there are a lot of questions that are raised uh, throughout this. One of the other things that uh, that I also wanted to lift up is if you're going to do a vote by mail, are you then also going to permit uh, synagogues and mosques and churches and Organizations to be able to collect those uh, vote by mail ballots and take them to the post office or take them Thank to uh, uh, a, 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 a mailbox?
1: That's a and, huge and question, and
2: I don't know that it's addressed.
1: And let's be clear, Jill and Greg. That in California and um, many other states, there are states that allow you to do what's called bundling, where people can go and pick up people's uh, ballots to help them, especially seniors, who cannot get to a mailbox, cannot cannot walk down the street to the uh, mailbox, whatever. So it's very important for people to understand that there are roles for, you know, allowing for, you know, bundling. But Greg, there's another one that yes. we haven't talked about, and that is the barrier for Native Americans and the um, issue that's been really pushed by a lot of people for a drop box, for having more drop boxes. Explain to people what that means.
3: Okay. Two things. Um, number one, a drop box is simply just that. It's like a mailbox, except you don't need a stamp for your for your vote, and you don't have to worry that'll be lost in the mail. It's immediately it is a special mailbox just for ballots. We do have them here in California. The other thing is, yeah. I'm here in Hollywood with you know the the, the privileged and the uh, and the and the media loveys and we do have drive up voting in Hollywood. Because, please? you know, the movie stars please? are not going to get out of their car. Please? Okay, so... Um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, we, we it is possible. There is bundling. We want more groups. To, in many states, you have to register if you want to be picking right. up people's ballots. Right. And, by the way, don't hand your ballot to someone that you don't know or whose group hey, you don't know.
1: Please don't. Please don't.
3: And also make sure that you have... Someone in your household, if you have it, someone you trust, review your ballot. Again, we have people who forget to sign or don't sign with their normal signature. We have people who um, forget that in many states you have to have that second signature of a witness. I don't know what to do about notary states because that's just, like, impossible, but we'll just have no, to end gonna that practice. The,
1: we're going to sue them just like we're suing uh, Wisconsin for the witness. Signature. Right. We're going to have the sue them all. It, it, Go ahead.
3: And then we we have to, again, um, so check, you know, this is, again, checking your own ballot. Also, don't make mistakes. See, when you're in a polling station, you have a machine reader. A lot of states have scanners where you stick your ballot in. If you made a mistake, it rejects it. Well, if you make a mistake and you've mailed in your ballot, you've lost your ballot. So, for example, um, two voters, my parents, lost their ballot, lost their vote, they found out, because they put X's through a uh, next to the candidate's name instead of filling in that little bubble, because most scanners require you to fill in that little bubble. Don't use red pen. Don't use a pencil. Use a black pen or a blue pen. I know these sound like small things, but I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of people losing their vote. We also need to make sure that, that ballots can be forwarded so that if a ballot's mailed to you and you've moved down the street, and remember, who moves? Students, low-income people, renters, and, urban people, these are, in other words, yeah. Democrats. So we have to, you know, and, and it's, a, you know, I want everyone to vote. Republican, Democrat, green, blue, purple, I don't care. Yeah. But we have but to make hoping. it, we have to understand that it's racial. These, these, When you go vote by mail, you are really um, going to suppress the African-American vote and the youth vote. And, and this is what we have vote. to stop. And the disability. Greg, Greg, Greg,
1: Greg, hold on real quick. Um, people, Maryland, uh, there's the groups are threatening to sue Maryland uh, because of people with disabilities not being able to use vote by mail. You don't think about it, but if you can't hold a pen and you can't do this thing and you can't walk your ballot to the mailbox, all of this is problematic. So we're going to talk about that some more. We also need to talk, uh, it sounds like I need to do a part two show because we haven't talked about Native Americans and how problematic uh, vote by mail is for Native Americans who are on reservations, so there's a lot more to talk about. Greg, before we end the show today, how do people get in touch with you, sir?
3: Okay, go to gregpalace.com. I'll be having a report on this for The Guardian and other news outlets. That's G-R-E-G-P-A-L-A-S-T, gregpalace.com. And by the way, uh, you get there and you'll be able to download a film of... uh, um, of the best democracy money can buy about the theft of the election that was commissioned by the Reverend Jesse Jackson, the new version.
1: Fantastic. You're great. I'm so honored that you were on our show today. Daryl. how do we, uh, how do people get in touch with you, sir?
2: Thank you, Barbara. The best way to get in touch with me is through TJ There
1: you go. And, and Daryl, what's your final word uh, before, as we go, as we end our show today?
2: Uh, as a, we enter our show today, I certainly want to encourage everyone to remain active and involved with regards to uh, what happens here with uh, voting by mail and what's happening with the uh, Uh, coronavirus uh, aid and relief economic and uh, security act that uh, the Congress has passed. Let's be certain that we support one another. Let's be certain that we try to push to get everyone's uh, to the ballot and have the ability to exercise their right to vote. And most importantly, let's take care of one another during this trying time.
1: Absolutely. We'll be back next week. Everybody be safe, be safe. Make sure you have face masks, gloves, vitamin C, uh, you know, disinfecting your shoes. Uh, you know, be careful if you got. You know, if you're if you're having a dry cough, hard. You know, hard to breathe. If you're having a high fever, these are things that you got to pay attention to now. Let's take care of each other. And thanks to my wonderful guests. We'll be back next week. Talk to you during the Twitter storm on Friday. Uh, talk to you on uh, Monday during our Teletown hall. Blessings, everyone. Take care.
0: your news talk station.